There's a handful of things in life that I know that I'm good at. Running a successful podcast, for one, a website, photography, menu consulting, etc. But one of the things where I need help is my gardening, specifically culinary gardening. It's one thing to have a nice succulent or a pretty plant to look at, but there's nothing like growing your own food, herbs, and more. That's why I turn to my friend and friend of the Best Seeds podcast, Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potage, for all things culinary gardening. She's an expert through and through who's worked with some of the best chefs and restaurants here in Orange County. Just see the work that she did up at the amazing Poppy and Seed in Anaheim, or some of the work she's doing with chefs like Zach Scher over at the Bellow Chef's Table. She's talented, witty, incredibly smart, and a consummate professional through and through. Whether you're running a restaurant program, a craft cocktail program, or you just want to start growing some great food at home, she has everything you need and more. So to get more information, set up a consultation, or just to see some of the things that she's done in the past, check out heirloompotage.com for more information. I cannot recommend her services enough. Regardless of the fact that she's a supporter of the show, I still use her services even outside of the best seats. A consummate professional through and through, I cannot recommend Heirloom Potage enough for all things culinary gardening. Once again, that's heirloompotage.com. This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 131 of the Best Seeds Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality community from right here in Orange County, where the show is recorded to the rest of Southern California and beyond each and every episode. I'm your host, Croft McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. Thank you to my friend, Allie Coyle, who provides the music for the show. You can find more of her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com or check out any uh, any of her family's three restaurants if you're here in Orange County, Dublin Four Gastro Pub and Wine Works for Everyone. Both of those are in Mission Viejo or Fable and Spirit over in Newport Beach, all three of which are phenomenal. As a reminder, if you enjoy the show and you're listening to it on free feeds, please consider leaving a rating and or a review, sharing it on social media, what have you, if you feel up to it. You can go to thebestseats.com for more content just like this. Check out the blog, uh, check out merchandise. Um, new for 2024 is going to be photography services. So if that's something that you or your restaurant or a brand needs, you can also check out information about that as well. But don't forget that the very best experience is only found on patreon.com forward slash the best seats where you can support at a monthly amount that makes the most sense to you as so many of you do. And I'm so grateful for it. Every single dollar on Patreon goes right back into the business and it is forever grateful. And it allows me to keep doing this show and all the other initiatives that I'm trying to with the best seats. Uh, you get exclusive access to the bonus episode. Um, there's an entire litany of those. There's also a brand new feature that has opened up last year. They um, Right towards the end of the year, um, they introduced kind of a free subscription service where kind of people can go and check it out. 
if creators have made certain content available. I'm going to go back and make some of the bonus episodes free. I launched those, I want to say the beginning of 23, maybe a little bit before that. Um, so I'm going to go back and make some of those free so people can go kind of check that out and get a vibe for what those are. Um, and there'll be some other stuff coming down the line as well. But let's jump in to the episode. Now, if you are listening to this on Patreon, this is the very first episode of the new year. If you're listening to this sometime later, because uh, you had you could have gotten early ad-free access, as people do on Patreon, at any of these subscription tiers. But if you're listening to it on Patreon, first episode of the year, if you're on free feeds, uh, third episode, I believe, uh, but the first one where we are diving back into restaurants, back into the hospitality world. Um, again, you kind of had those end of year episodes where I was taking questions about upcoming content, you know, kind of resolutions, things like that. And then also the Delhi Awards, the second annual Delhi Awards, which I had a lot of fun with. Um, and the feedback so far for Patreon listeners has been phenomenal. But we got to talk about restaurants again. It's a new year. We got new stuff. And that includes new openings. My guest for this episode, Chef Marco Criscuolo of the soon, well, at the time you're listening to this, if you're on free feeds, it's open. On Patreon, it's about to open. Trattoria Trullo in Aliso Viejo. Um, Marco is not just a local chef. He is a world travel chef, as you're going to hear on the show. His entire introduction is one hell of a resume, to put it lightly. Everything he's done, the places he's worked at, um, locally here in Orange County, people would know him from Andrea over at Pelican Hill. But, you know, Puglia, from Puglia in Italy originally, traveled the world, worked the world. I mean, worked at some of the best kind of dining destinations you could imagine. And now he's setting up shop in sleepy little Aliso Viejo. Now, selfishly, at the moment, at least at the time of this recording, I live in Aliso. And this is a place that um, I've got a lot of great friends and it's a good little community. But this is not what you would call a dining destination. And I don't think anybody would disagree with that. It's been very much kind of a place where you come to raise new families. It's kind of been, you know, commercial chains, things like that, a lot of fast casual eateries. Um, and that's fine if that's your thing. But I think anybody who's listening to this show wants a little bit more. Marco's bringing not a little bit, not even a lot. He's bringing a massive amount to this area. Um, his food really speaks for itself. He's taking, he's not doing a large space. He's really creating this very intimate, intimate little trattoria, um, no bar, it's just tables, which I kind of love. Uh, lunch and dinner, I mean, we're not talking a massive amount of seating, but I think that's perfect. I think that, again, and people who have been listening to the show for a while know this, I think menus have been too big for a long time. I would argue spaces have been too big. There's nothing wrong with a small eatery. I'm really, really, really excited to bring this episode to everybody. I'm really excited for his food. Again, depending on when you're hearing this, the restaurant either is just about to open or has been open for about two weeks. Reservations are live, but you don't need to hear anything more from me. Let's let the man speak for his restaurant and for himself as we jump in to episode 131 of the Best Seats Podcast. That's right. New year, new shows. We're back, baby. Marco Chris Cuolo of Trattoria Trullo. Enjoy. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down today. Very, very, very excited to be here in Aliso Viejo recording this on New Year's Eve. So happy to get this episode in before the new year, but you are going to be opening just 10 days into the new year with your new trattoria. So before we dive in and talk about that here in Aliso Viejo, would you mind taking a moment to introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me into this beautiful podcast and thank you for giving me the opportunity to express myself and to let uh, everyone know who I am and what I'm bringing here in uh, Aliso Viejo with the Trattoria Trullo. 
Um, so I was born and raised in Italy, in uh, Puglia, uh, on the southeast coast of Italy. And uh, uh, since I was a kid, of course, uh, uh, I was involved with, uh, um, you know, with food, with, uh, with my family. Obviously, uh, my mother is a big picture um, on, in my life. And also my grandmother back in the days as well uh, was a big influencer for me. Uh, with that said, I, um, you know, I started my culinary journey as a chef uh, when I was 15 working. <laughs> I wasn't a chef by then, but I was just, uh, you know, helping my neighbor um, with the, his food truck during the weekends. And again, I was just uh, 15 years old. Uh, his name is Domenico. And, uh, you know, Domenico used to have a food truck and we used to go just uh, um, overnight, basically, uh, to serve uh, typical Apulian street food. Um, on the roads of, uh, on, on the um, uh, celebration, like the festa of the uh, little city around my, my city. And then, so that's how I started to be involved even more with, uh, with food. Um, obviously, I attended a culinary um, school back in, uh, in Italy as well for five years, um, where, uh, um, you know, I learned not only about uh, uh, Italian uh, dishes, but obviously specific dishes from, uh, from the region of Puglia, where I come from. Um, during those five years, I was also able to stage a little bit around uh, Europe. So the school gave us the opportunity to just go in, um, in partnership with other hotels and uh, also restaurants around, uh, uh, like in Sweden, for example, or, uh, you know, Amsterdam. And so I was able to, you know, experience already since I was a little uh, uh, teenager, um, you know, other, uh, um, other countries, other culture and other kind of foods. Um, so after I attended the culinary um, education back uh, again, back in Italy, um, I was selected to work for this hotel through, through the school in, uh, um, in London, uh, the Jolly Hotel Stantermis. Uh, this is back in 2002. Um, so I started my uh, career as a chef, as a young chef, I would say, um, you know, in, uh, in London. And then uh, I actually, after a few years, I had the opportunity to, to join the Four Seasons Hotel Resort uh, in Park Lane, London. And that's where really my, uh, you know, my, my career as a chef uh, started to evolve and uh, to grow. I had the opportunity to work with fantastic people from all over the world. And then, uh, so, you know, um, in 2006, I had uh, an opportunity to come for the first time here in, in the United States, uh, always, again, with the Four Seasons Hotel Resort. Um, there was an opportunity, a job opening uh, for a chef de partie in Santa Barbara at the uh, Four Seasons Biltmore. Um, this was, again, my first time in the, in the United States. Um, and then, you know, since the first, since I basically landed here, I saw that this um, could have been the place where I would, uh, where I would want to live for uh, the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, a place that was so similar in a certain way to, um, to Puglia for many aspects. Uh, in fact, today, by the way, um, Puglia is also called um, the California of Italy. Um, that, you know, I, I, actually, um, I actually really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, my, I only had the visa for the first 18 months. Okay. Um, and then so I had to, you know, I was by the, by the time I was with a J1 visa. And then uh, so I did my experience at the Four Seasons Hotel um, at the Biltmore in Santa Barbara, which I really enjoyed. I learned a lot. And I worked with this amazing chef uh, 
called Roberto Neri, uh, also Italian, that taught me lots of uh, about, you know, not just the Italian food in se, but also, you know, you're in a different country, right? Different kind of, different style of, uh, of eating, different, uh, um, you know, cultures. So he really brought me to the U.S. Uh, um, uh, eating culture as well. Um, so after the 18 months with the, um, at the Biltmore, I actually uh, had a op- beautiful opportunity to um, travel overseas again with the Four Seasons Hotel and uh, actually work at the Four Seasons Hotel in Sydney, Australia. Um, you know, beautiful uh, hotel just right on the uh, right, right across from the Opera House you in have Sydney. So many frequent flyer miles. I mean, like <laughs> London to but California to Sydney. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to say that by the time actually um, the company I worked for was paying for all those traveling, <laughs> and so I was sponsoring as well, of course, all the all the visa and everything else. So, but yeah, nowadays I would have had lots of uh, lots of miles. So from Sydney, what brought you ultimately? Because ultimately you ended up, uh, prior to this, it was Pelican Hill, kind of running, a, what is it, Correct. Andrea, the restaurant up there, so I was, the yeah. room. So after a couple of years in Sydney, um, you know, well, first of all, when I was in Sydney, uh, I loved Sydney, I loved Australia, but again, America was the country where I really wanted to come back, right? Mm-hmm. And specifically California. Um, so... I just was lucky enough, I guess, to be selected uh, on one of those uh, lottery visa from the U.S. government to uh, to come and basically have a green card here in the in the United States. So once I was in uh, when I was in Sydney, I had this opportunity to come back to uh, to America, and I just you know I just got it. I still remember the day when uh, um, you know all the documents actually arrived back in uh, in Italy at my mom's house. And by the time, of course, you know, there was no, the, the, only, the only way to communicate was still with, the, with Skype and, you know, WhatsApp was not a thing, or mm-hmm. social media that were just barely, you know, emerging. And then, so I received this call from my mom saying, hey, Marco, you know, I, I, I believe that you did something wrong here. I just got a letter from the U.S. Embassy and maybe it's a ticket that you got while you were in the U.S. So maybe... <laughs> You know, you, you, you did anything bad? Like, uh, it, you know, like this looks serious. And I'm like, mom, okay, so, you know, why don't you have my brother, Jerry, just scanning over the documents to me through email whenever he comes back home. And then so, you know, I, I can see what, what it is, right? So fair enough, it was actually the letter from the U.S. government, you know, um, giving me the opportunity to come back to, to America with a regular uh, green card. And, and I was super excited and then, you know, after not even like two months from uh, um, from this uh, moment, I just flew back to to the U.S. and then uh, that's when I started to work again uh, in Santa Barbara at uh, um, the Bacara Resort, and now the Ritz Carlton Santa Barbara. So that what brought me back to the to the states. So after a few years of uh, working as a uh, as a sous chef, this was my first management position, by the way, here in the states. Um, I had the great opportunity to work again for the um, for the Pelican Hill in uh, in Newport Coast. So I received this call from uh, uh, actually um, you know Chef Jean Pierre Dubreuil um, that uh, was uh, you know was impressed with my resume by the time and asked me if I wanted to um, you know to work for for Pelican Hill. And of course I didn't know what Pelican Hill was. I didn't know you know Newport more or less. And so uh, it all started when I actually um, came to see the uh, the resort, and uh, I was just amazed about how authentic the resort looked to me. 
um, you know, and how Italian uh, it was structured as well. And then so I had the opportunity to work for, um, you know, for Pelican Hill as a, uh, back in the days as a sous chef for uh, um, the, um, the, the Pelican Grill. Um, so that was my first impact with the, with the uh, Pelican Hill. So obviously after a few years, I had the opportunity to, to grow with the company and, and, you know, finally I became the, uh, the executive chef of Andrea, um, you know, one of the most uh, uh, known Italian restaurant here in yeah, uh, in, in all of around it. Yeah. A beautiful setting, you know, obviously this was all another level for me. Um, back in the days, fine dining was obviously, you know, still, um, still a thing. And then so, um, you know, I had the opportunity to just showcase uh, what I basically learned during those, all those years back, you know, of course in Italy and back uh, and then around the world. Um, at Andrea, we were very uh, fortunate, obviously, to work with uh, you know the best product that you could that any chef, I guess, could um, possibly um, you know dreaming of. And um, so, one of the uh, things that I really implemented at the restaurant at Andrea um, was the pasta room. Mm. Um, and so, we used to do seventeen different kind of fresh pastas every single day. Um, so exceptional, obviously, setting and the decor and, uh, um, you know, great ambience. And then, yeah, so I, you know, it, it all just started so fast. And uh, um, that's what brought me back here in, uh, in Orange County. So now, in summation, because that is a storied career. We have done Italy, London, Santa Barbara, Sydney, back to Santa Barbara, the pasta room at Andrea. I mean, Andrea itself at Pelican Hill. And now you find yourself opening a trattoria in Aliso Viejo, which is not a sentence that a lot of people thought would be the end of that travel journey. So I guess the first thing I want to ask is why Aliso Viejo? Okay. I mean, this is the, this is a sleepy town, frankly. I mean, we have Webb's Grain Works. Shout out to them, friend of the show. Um, we've had recent openings here, but this has been a very consistent place. So why here? Well, the answer is very, very simple, right? Why not? Okay. So there is a, a, first of all, it's a beautiful community, very nice, uh, you know, community. And uh, just, uh, just uh, I, I've been overwhelmed with all, all the great feedback from the community um, that, uh, uh, you know, found out that I was going to open a restaurant here. So, but why Aliso Viejo? Um, I think Ali, there is lots of opportunity here in Aliso Viejo. There is something that I can offer that no one else can. Uh, and um, so, you know, when I first look at this space here at the town center, um, you know, it, it, it had already been one and a half year that I was looking uh, full time, okay, uh, just for, for a, the, a great location for me to open uh, what, I, what I had been envisioning for 23 years, by the way, okay, because it took me 23 years uh, of, of working around the world, um, you know, to, to open uh, uh, now Trattoria Trullo. But... Um, you know, I, I think that uh, there is a need for uh, a great sit-down uh, restaurant that still yet it's not fine dining. That's not what I, um, you know, what I'm proposing here, but a nice casual Italian restaurant where you can eat, you know, at any time of the week where you don't have to come just, you know, in order to celebrate something, but you're really welcome. So that, uh, um, the debut, the, the I just felt so welcome here that I say to myself, you know, this is a great spot for uh, for me. And uh, obviously, finding finding the location where you know we are uh, in right now, uh, with a nice party outside, with you know, with a 
nice uh, um, um, shopping center around. Um, so rally stood to me, and then that's yeah. why I decided to. Well, I, I, I mean, again, we're sitting in the space today, New Year's Eve. You're going to be open 10 days from the day that we're recording this. When this comes out, you'll have been open. I want to say give or take about a week, depending on when this episode drops and when people are listening to it. Um, this is not this is not a big space, which is, I find, refreshing. I want to say the maximum. If I was guessing right now, looking at the tables, and again, nothing is fully set up yet, 46 Exactly. That's what it, it is. 46? That's, yeah, that's really. It's 46. The first okay, for everybody listening, I know it's an audio podcast. There yeah. was no bullshit. There's no signer jump. I literally just so, guessed that. So it took me again, you know, one and a half year to find this space, okay? And yeah. of course, I had everything in uh, in my mind, right? My vision was was there. Um, but it, it's such an intimate spot as well. And then, you know, you have the patio outside. Mm -hmm. And then you, you have, you know, plenty of parking, of course, which is very, very important, right? Uh, you are in a very beautiful neighborhood, so all of those uh, things put together make me, you know, really wanted to be part of this community. I mean, you come from a very, again, Andrea is no slouch. As I mean, you guys weren't hurting for truffles. Let's just put it that way. I mean, this was it. That was a. It is. It, yeah, we, we were the biggest destination. Yeah. It was the biggest buyer by the time of truffle in all Southern California. But this yeah. is not a place that is meant to be imposing or no, intimidating. So like people can come lunch and dinner, absolutely. right? Yes, and swing we through are. and get exceptional food. Knowing your background, and I, I know your food. I've had it before. It's exceptional food. Any, I mean, in a very relaxed setting. And these are not menu prices either that are going to kind of scare people away. No. But yeah. the food itself, Italian food, America has a love affair with Italian food to maybe more than anything else on the planet. I mean, there's entire TV shows about it. I mean, you know, Stanley Tucci is having a time of his life right now just traveling around Italy for CNN. What is it about, what do you think, as someone who is Italian and this is your culture and your food, what is it about Italian food that we love so freaking much? What makes it so good? I think, you know, I don't want to uh, seem so, so uh, repetitive, but I really think it has to do first with, with the passion that we put, that we have for food as Italians, with the love that we add to any recipe that we're making, and obviously to the simplicity of the ingredients, but yet the best beautiful ingredients that you can find in, uh, uh, in season, right? So all those combinations together really makes, you know, Italian food my opinion, uh, you know, an excellent uh, um, solution for all the, all the, um, you know, great palate that we have uh, mm. around. So, so you're obviously Puglia is where you're from. Is this restaurant going to be? Is it going to be one? I so, mean, Italy's a big. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. regions. There's a lot of so, things. You know, um, Trattoria Trullo will be, yes, will be an Italian restaurant, okay? And, you know, many of those recipes, of course, they are uh, recipes that, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I have for, with, with, um, with my background, with my family. Um, but also, I want to bring um, um, a best of Puglia as well here um, in Elisoviejo with this Trattoria. Um, so the, the menu, while the menu will have a, a broad range of uh, classic Italians, right? You know, you have your uh, linguine with the clams, you have your lasagna, of course, the beautiful spaghetti pomodoro, but also we will have some typical Apulian uh, food. So, for example, the bombette. Uh, bombette are yeah. very, very, very typical from uh, a city called Martina Franca uh, inland uh, in Puglia. And then so... It's, uh, it, it's a very typical dish, and it's nothing else than uh, beautiful um, um, 
um, pork roll. Basically, it's the capocollo of the pork, so the pork net. So again, one kind of cut that is not very often used. Actually, I, I had some, you know, challenge to to find it. But it's when when beautiful rolled with some, uh, you know, pecorino cheese, and you have some parsley, some garlic, and then and pancetta uh, on the on the outside. Uh, it's just a, a very beautiful dish to um, to have. So again, uh, those are the flavor of Puglia. Of course, the orecchietta, so little here, uh, uh, pasta, everything is, of course, all the pasta that we propose here um, at uh, Trullo, it's uh, in-house in made. And um, um, so cavatelli, for example, or the orecchietta again, uh, with uh, um, broccoli rabe, those will be the staples of, uh, of the menu. So when people, it, it, again, 46 seats, I mean, this is going to be a place where you're definitely going to want to get a reservation. Um, again, like I said, at the time of the recording, you're not open yet, but the feedback has already been massive. I've been overwhelmed. I've been just overwhelmed. And no, no, I, I know pressure for me. And no pressure for me at all, guys. <laughs> I've been begging to set this interview up for a little while now. Um, it just seems like it's just, it's, it's a, like a boiling point. Like people are just begging for this place to be open. From your aspect as a chef, what else can they expect as far as because there there's no bar. This is just sit down only. Yeah, we do have, we do have like beer, beer. We have beer and wine. We obviously features the uh, you know the very uh, many classic Italians wise, and obviously even with the wine list, right? Uh, I put particular attention to uh, grapes from uh, from southern Italy, from Puglia. So of course we will have a Negramaro, we will have Primitivo di Manduria, and those are you know kind of wines that for the American palate uh, they are quite uh, quite new. Again, we will have the classic, um, you know, the, the most staples uh, wines from Italy, but also something exceptional that you can only find here. Twenty something years again, all over the world, kind of as we've already touched on and you gave the background on. For you, what does it mean now to have? this space to have it be yours it's your trahamia it's your space every day every person who comes in there's no there's nothing else to hide behind it's not the ritz it's not andrea it's not anything mm -hmm. else and this is yours what does that mean to you as a chef with such a storied and international background to be like this is now this is mine every person who's in well it's it's uh, it's a starting point believe me or not it's a starting point it's a refreshing point for me and uh, you know I really want to uh, establish myself in, uh, in, of course, in Orange County, but in particular in, in Aliso Viejo as the uh, place to go to at any time of the day, at any time of the week, to have a great, you know, fresh, bold, or a bowl of um, um, homemade pasta uh, with bold flavors and uh, something that uh, is really authentic at the same time enjoyable for, for everyone. Um, you know, I'm I'm here to stay. Okay, I came to this place. I you know, it took me so many years to um, to to uh, build these restaurants. And uh, you know, uh, my vision right now is to to make sure that Trattoria Trullo will be um, you know uh, serving the, the the best food that you you could possibly have here in uh, in Orange County. Um, and and I'm here to just you know. Um, stay and and then do do good things for the community what have been some of the lessons or things that you've learned during this process of getting this open because again like getting the space you're dealing with yeah the you're doing well, those things um, see lisa is very welcoming to it yeah. but what are some of the things that yeah i mean like? as as any uh, probably any other restaurateur could tell you um the challenges that you face to open a restaurant nowadays um they are infinity right as you know uh, dealing with um 
first of all, with, with the lease at the beginning as well. Um, you know, let, let's, I, I don't want to go too deep into this, right? But, um, you know, the first time that I, were, I was proposed the lease for this space, um, I look at the 90 pages, 90, 90 pages of lease and I say, I, you guys you must be kidding me, right? I, I'm not corporate America. Yeah. I'm not bringing you another corporate America to a lease of Diego. You cannot give me a lease of 90 pages where, you know, like, it's just unreasonable. I'm bringing you fresh pasta. I'm bringing you something very traditional. This is not you, a chain. This is, this is not different. a chain. Yeah. So, and, and I could, you know, I clearly say, okay, if you're looking for another chain, then I'm not the right person for you, right? So then obviously things start to, after a few weeks of negotiation, negotiation things really started to change and, you know, I was... A uh, little bit more accommodate uh, with the with the uh, with the lease. So this was the most ch the, the first challenge part, right? To get the right lease um, for for the next, you know, again not for for just one year or two, but for the next at yeah. least fifteen years to start with, right? Um, so the second part that was very challenging was obviously dealing with all the permits. Um, so this restaurant was already existing here. Um, I really did lots of cosmetic, but I didn't really change anything structural. So, you know, even though um, it was very, very challenging to get all the permits uh, from, from the health department. So I think that has been one of the most struggling mm -hmm. um, aspects. Uh, obviously, if I would redo it now, I would do it in a different way. Um, but, you know, again, uh, getting uh, all the permits was, was quite challenging. And, uh, but, you know... Um, I, I guess for now this is history. Now it's a new starting point, and I just want to focus for uh, you know what I can deliver it to yeah. the community of uh, you know Aliso Viejo, Mission Viejo, of course, uh, and you know Laguna Hills, and and hopefully you know also a little bit more uh, um, far away from here. It's ironic that again I know this space for anybody listening to the show. I, I live in Aliso. This, this is where I live. Um, so I number one a why I'm so excited, but I also know what this space was before. So it's ironic that you say that. You didn't want to bring in, obviously, you're not a chain or some kind of corporate entity because this space before this was two different corporate entities that tried and failed. So I think that's ironic that, again, you were presented with that. But obviously, we're very glad that you have the space. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to most once the doors open? When those kind of when the first guests are able to get in, um, again, at the time of this recording, it's January 10th is the official opening date. People should absolutely set reservations because this is going to fill up very quickly. What are you looking forward to most for kind of those first couple services? Well, I hope, you know, I just I just want to bring the expectation to the table, right? You know, that there has been lots of, uh, uh, you know, um, great feedback and, and uh, you know, overwhelming uh, um, comments on social medias as well, overwhelming in a, in a positive way, of course. Um, I, I just want to deliver what uh, I really had ambitions for uh, for the last, uh, you know, uh, 23 years and, and Again, it, it's it's you know a, a space that can accommodate uh, uh, anyone. Um, that you know a space where you a restaurant where you can have great authentic food, a nice glass of wine, and just come back again. You know the day after if you really want to, because obviously we will have you know rotating specials every every week as well. And to me, the menu um, it's something that obviously I take it very serious, right? And uh, you know um, I, in the menu, for example, I will uh, I will I will rotate the menu as uh, as um, uh, as it goes with the with the changing of the seasons but also 
Um, you know, let's say that I, I go to the farmer's market. And by the way, we have a beautiful farmer's market here every single Saturday. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm really uh, trying to uh, partnership with some of those small uh, farmers. And, uh, um, you know, that they can introduce great uh, product to me that I can obviously re-elaborate and, and introduce it to, um, to the final guests, right? So... Um, the expectation are just, you know, I hope that everyone will have a great time and they will, they will say, oh, you know, the food was great. The service was even better, right? And and just, I can't wait to go back to Trattoria Trullo. So that will be satisfaction for me. And, um, you know, I know that obviously um, it's, it's not going to be easy, but uh, when you have a passion for something, when you really um, work so hard in your life to, to achieve things, I think that... Uh, you know it's possible and uh, that's what i want to bring over here i will i will say as we kind of wind down this main episode and obviously i'm going to keep you around for a bonus episode as well but i'm going to say something possibly controversial there's not a lot of good italian food in orange county i'm very very much again no pressure but do you think that you're not just bringing because i i think that italian food is one of those things and people can disagree with us all they want but I think you can get away with doing little and having success. I, I think that Italian food, because there's low expectations, I think. A lot of people love Italian food, but they haven't been to Italy. They may not really understand it. You don't always have to do really, really, really good. You don't have to do fresh pasta. But you are. You're really putting a lot of effort into it. I mean, I can count on one hand, I would say, the amount of really good Italian restaurants here in Orange County. You're obviously bringing something to the table that is talented and experienced and exceptional are you looking forward to possibly changing perceptions for people that come in and they go "Ooh, i thought i knew italian food before this has changed my mind this yeah in the positive way in the positive yeah. way right uh, of, of course like I'm, I'm not just any other uh, you know italian restaurant or any other uh, sorry i would say american italian restaurant yeah right okay um so i think a lot of this it's um, you know, also one of my job is to educate the customers, mm -hmm. right? In a way where, you know, okay, yes, I, you know, I don't have chicken parmigiana in the menu, okay? Um, but, you know, what if I offer you this bombetta, right? This comes again, you know, from, from Puglia. It's been um, an, a, a dish that has been made for so many years and, and it has, you know, um, so why don't, why don't you give me the chance to introduce you to something that is authentic um, but yet different, right? Mm -hmm. And then so I think it's all about, um, you know, putting the message there and educating the, uh, the guests sometimes that uh, uh, Italian food isn't just like Italian-American food, right? There is not just spaghetti and meatballs. There is yeah. not just, uh, you know, chicken parmigiana. There is not just, there is a lot. I mean, we have so many different regions, so many different cities, and each single city in Italy differentiate for different food, right? So just give me the opportunity to show you that, uh, you know, um, uh, there is lots of great, um, th there are lots of great recipes that are not very well known here in America. Let me give me uh, the opportunity to bring it to your table. And then you'll be judging me if, you know, obviously it's something that you like and you hopefully will come back again. I think the, the the last thing that I want to ask is we, again, like I said, wrap down this kind of main episode um, before I keep you around for a bonus episode for Patreon subscribers is, are you representing Puglia? Are you representing Italy? I mean, it, it's, again, we're talking about a big country with a lot of different regions. Puglia, obviously, where you're from. 
because you are. You want to educate the customer. Yeah. You want to translate your experience and your life through the food. Is it Puglia? Is it all of Italy? Is it so? It's 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 part of Italy, okay, and it's also Puglia together. But mostly, it's myself and it's the passion that I have for food. Yeah. That's what I'm bringing to you over here. You know, the rest, you know, I think after. A nice bowl of pasta, a nice glass of wine. The rest is history. You know, every rest... every time you cook, can you feel your grandmother like looking down on you and being like, "I'm I'm Thanks. pressurized. I'm <laughs> pressurized for that." Right? No Nobody wants a Nona mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure she would be very proud to see me where uh, you know when I am at uh, today. And uh, yeah, so well, chef, I'm I'm deeply deeply excited for this restaurant. I'm a sucker for pasta but more so i'm a sucker for people that put passion into their food and clearly people are going to be able to experience that in droves um we're going to wrap up this main episode but i want to let you kind of get some final words in before we kind of talk about where yeah. people can learn even more about this place yeah so first of all you know thank you for giving me again the opportunity to um, to be here on, on this podcast but if i may there is a few people that i would like to thank yeah uh, because without those uh, people you know this this restaurant would have been still a dream for me and not an actual uh, restaurant um you know first of all my my family back in italy right my mom my brother luca jerry um then my you know my beautiful girlfriend kisha that has been supporting me uh, since day one um, you know, we, I don't know if I, I actually mentioned this, but we actually moved, um, from Florida, um, you know, into, in 2022, just to open the restaurant here. So she moved all the way from Florida for me here and she's been exceptionally supporting me from day one. Um, so the other person that I would like to, to thank, it's obviously Loran from, uh, uh Mulan. Yeah, um, he's been my mentor since you know since day one game this, and I'm, I feel so lucky to you know to to have had the opportunity to have him and uh, um, being uh, um, you know so supportive with everything. Um, then of course Chef JP, you know um, a great friend of mine now, and and uh, uh, you know and by the way he also lives around the community here. He's very excited to obviously have Trattoria uh, um, Trullo coming, and uh, I mean being open at, at the public with the pub no, at the public. Um, and, um, so yeah, I, I just, you know, there is so many others, uh, obviously, um, people that made this, uh, uh, this restaurant looking what, what is looking now. And I, I just, I'm very, very thankful for all the support that, uh, that I had from everyone. By the way, um, Laurent, if you're listening, we would love a moulin at Elisa Viejo, just saying. Um, well, Chef, we're going to wind down this main episode. I'm going to keep you around for a bonus episode, which people can find over on patreon.com slash the best seats. But before we do that, if people want to learn more about the restaurant, look into setting up reservations, menus. Trattoriatrullo.com. Okay. Trattoriatrullo.com. Um, we partner with Talk for reservation. Reservations are open, of course, um, you know, from, from, from now. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you know, uh, we are a quick phone call away as well from uh, from everyone so please uh don't feel uh, feel free to call as well for reservation but uh, and uh, lunch and dinner at open so yeah we will be opening tuesday through sunday okay every day tuesday through sunday from 11 a.m to 9 p.m perfect so all day awesome yeah. chef i want to thank you for thank this you episode thank this you has been a blast again best wishes on a great opening no doubt you're going to be absolutely 
act to the guilt. There is one more person that I forgot to mention, and they don't deserve to be forgotten, okay? And uh, so, um, you know, Dan D'Ambrosio and Jackie D'Ambrosio, very good friend of mine, they've been supporting me as well from, from day one. And, uh, you know, they've been here at the restaurant helping me with, with, with anything possible. And I just want to extend again my, my uh, sincere thanks to, to both of them. Well, again, I'm beyond excited. Everybody, thank you so much for Grazie putting mille, ragazzi. into it. All right, Chef, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chef, for taking the time to sit down. Uh, we literally recorded that episode like the morning of New Year's Eve. Um, I could not be more grateful for him taking the time. Again, he showed up full on Chef's Whites. I mean, we were eating focaccia afterwards, hanging out. Great time, a great way to kick off New Year's Eve. And I hope that you are enjoying this episode as we kick off the new year. We got a full slate of stuff coming to the best seats this year. It's going to be a banger. 2023 was the biggest year yet, and it's only going to get bigger. And it starts off with a perfect guest with Chef Marco Criscuolo. All right, everybody, thank you to my Patreon subscribers. Obviously, I could not do the show without you. Thank you to everybody who listens on free feeds. Thank you to Advertise partners. Thank you to everybody who has supported this show all these years. You have made it possible. It's only going to get bigger and better from here, everybody. I will see you soon. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash the best seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, aka norm status, and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. John Sanchez, Paige Reardon, Loco Lipo, Eric Lutz, Morito Norito, Sasha Lyons, Jay Baker, Subtle Bubbles, Burgermeister, It Ain't Easy Being Breezy, Tim Swine, thank you for your support. <laughs>